New Year, everyone. Welcome into another episode of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast, starting with a fresh slate here in January of 2020. And as always, you can find this podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. We're pleased to be talking some high school basketball today. We're going to be talking to St. Xavier coach Mike Nasca and Hughes boys basketball coach Brian Wyant. Uh, here in just a little bit. So uh, let's get right to it, though. A lot of action happening on the hardwood. I was out at Oak Hills last night for, uh, for the Highlanders' big win, 53-46 to over Lakota East in a GMC showdown. You can read that story on WCPO.com. Also have some other news items that we're going to mention later on uh, in this episode. But want to welcome in Coach Nasca, St. Xavier 8-2. and two. The Bombers have an eight-game win streak after uh, losing to Princeton and Lakota East to start the season. The Bombers have had their longest program win streak since the 2007 and 08 season uh, when the Bombers rattle off 14 consecutive games. And Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes. How's your week going? Uh, pretty good. We've had uh, two uh, pretty good uh, days of practice. We didn't play last night, so we were able to get out on the road and scout a little bit. And uh, we got two more days to prepare for Elder on Friday night. Obviously, you open up GCL South play, as you mentioned, against the Panthers on Friday night there. And uh, Coach, uh, what are you most pleased uh, uh, with right now, uh, in 10 games into the season for the Bombers? Uh, just a cooperation of the players and our coaching staff. Everybody is buying into the culture we're trying to build here uh, right now, especially going into January, February, and hopefully March. It's all about our seniors. Uh, you know, they're going through their third coach in three years. So, uh, you know, they don't have the luxury of being here for more than one year. We want to make this a uh, great senior year for them, and they, they've worked hard to earn that. Obviously, everybody knows your coaching pedigree and what you did at Wilmington, and uh, no-nonsense approach. Uh, obviously, the St. Xavier Bombers uh, won 10 games last season. So you've almost reached your uh, total from a year ago, but what's the biggest turnaround? What do you attribute the, the difference to this season to? Well, I, I'm not, you know, really at length to evaluate, uh, you know, what went on last year. Uh, it's just more about knowing how to win, uh, certainly knowing how to win in the GCL South, which, you know, we haven't even played a game in there yet. But uh, we told the kids from day one that we're going to build our program on defense, uh, fundamental basketball, and also just becoming better athletes. Our strength program here at St. X is second to none, and Terrell Williams has helped our football and basketball programs tremendously. So uh, we think we're playing at a very uh, you know, tough level and playing tough basketball on, on both ends. I think a lot of times people don't realize how hard you have to play on the offensive end, once again, especially in Southwest Ohio and especially in the GCL South. You talk about Terrell's impact a lot because I know over the years, you know, Steve Specks alluded to him and, um, you know, strength and conditioning, obviously, in any athletics program is such such paramount to uh, success these days. But uh, uh, talk about maybe that that offseason approach and what what kind of uh, was implemented in terms of uh, the weight room. Ron and Ben are outstanding down there. We actually have three strength coaches. Uh, you know, when I was hired in late April, early early May, and the first thing we did is we had our uh, kids working out with the football kids in the morning at 6 a.m. So that, that really helped. And, of course, you know, Steve's got a great culture of winning in his program. And then, uh, you know, we got going in June with our scrimmages and our practices. Uh, once again, the, the, the strength program was a big part of it. Uh, and we continued on through July and we picked back up, in, you know, uh, in September. And uh, we've just had a, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, kids that are committed to winning. They want to win. They want to do well. They And they're committed to doing well in life. That's a great thing about St. X. Uh, the kids are here for a reason that they, they, they want to be the best at everything they do. So, 
you know, our, our basketball culture, really, it, it just needs to reflect what the school's all about. And that's what we're doing right now. Coach, I'm sorry. Regardless of what sport you're in in the GCL South, it's all about team, as you know. But I uh, want to make sure we highlight some of these guys who have really led you. Uh, junior guard Kobe Rogers, he had a season-high 19 points to go along with season-high 10 rebounds, uh, four assists, three steals in your 77-46 to 46 win over Purcell last week. He scored double figures in all but one game. Uh, what has Kobe meant for uh, for your team so far this year? Kobe has a lot of talent. I recognize that as soon as uh – I took over in May, uh, but he also has a good work ethic. He's a very likable kid. One of the things he's done very well recently, and the other thing on that stat sheet is that he didn't have any turnovers the other night, so he's getting better uh, with taking care of the basketball. You know, Kobe, like the other kids, have a, has a good approach to our fundamental work, uh, you know, to our scouting and also to the way he uh, weight trains. So, uh, you know, we think Kobe's a kid who should get his uh, school paid through basketball. So, uh, but once again, that's the thing that we got to build our our program up here so uh, kids get that opportunity to go go to school through basketball. Another one of your players, uh, one of your standouts, senior forward Hank Thomas. He's averaging better than 20, 12 and a half points a game, seven rebounds, and he scored in all uh, double digits in all but two games this season. Uh, what has Hank and his senior leadership meant for you guys? Well, Hank, just he, he's a quiet worker. Uh, we told our freshmen and sophomores yesterday, we want, we don't want high maintenance players in our program. We want kids with high motors. And that's, you know, what, what, what Hank is. Uh, obviously, he's going to Georgia Tech on a baseball scholarship, but he puts uh, basketball as a high priority during the winter. Uh, he's just a quiet kid who doesn't, uh, who just, you know, he just outworks everybody. Uh, all our charts that we keep track of, deflections, track sprints, loose balls, you know, all those things. Hank's at the very, very top of the leaderboard. He moves very well without the basketball. And, uh, you know, the other thing he's doing very well recently is, you know, a lot of times taking on the other team's best player. He had a bad shooting night against Walsh Jesuit a few weeks ago, but he held their best player to three points. And those are the little things that uh, kids have to understand about winning, especially in today's society when, you know, everybody's worried about how many points you're scoring. Things of that nature. I just mentioned those two guys uh, in terms of statistical leaders from a scoring standpoint, but maybe mention some other guys who have really stood out for you uh, on either side of the of, of the uh, offense or defense. Yeah, and, I, and I'll stick with my seniors. Like I said, it, it, it's about the seniors at the end of the day. B.J. Bransford is as good of a leader as I've uh, ever coached. Um, he plays the point for us. Avery Wilson is another kid who's really coming better defensively. Uh, he's a very good outside shooter can drive the basketball as well. Another senior, Danny Grieve, uh, he's out with a meniscus right now. He's a kid who's played varsity basketball here for three years. Another, he's a, a glue type of guy, can do a little bit of everything, can rebound it, shoot it, pass it. Eli Majic is uh, another kid who didn't play a whole lot last year, but uh, uh, and Eli's uh, you know going to Dayton on a. Uh, baseball scholarship also, but Eli is one of the best passing big men I've had. Uh, you know, Alex Gilmore has been out with an injury all year. We expect him back soon. Isaiah Moore is another senior who plays very good pressure defense. And uh, Brett Gilbert is another senior. So we have, you know, nine seniors. And uh, the last one I have to mention too is Noah Taylor, who uh going to Cornell for football. And uh, Noah does a great job of understanding his defensive assignment and, uh, 
place very hard and very physical for us. Those are our nine seniors. We're proud of all of them. You mentioned B.J. Bransford, Coach, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about that. He said, I did a story about his sister, K.K. Bransford, obviously the Mountain Notre Dame standout sophomore, one of the nation's top uh, girls basketball players, and they've had some legendary battles over the years. I was just wondering, have you seen K.K. and, and B.J. have any shooting contests or anything uh, in the gym? Uh, the one thing I'll tell you is that I'll tell you two things. BJ is uh, her biggest fan. And, uh, you know, during the summer when she was playing on the U.S. team, uh, after workouts, he would always be on the Internet watching her. So it, it, BJ's just a real selfless kid. He really does well with our freshmen and sophomores. We'll miss him next year, and I wish I could have been around him for four years. The other thing I'll tell you is whenever we had workouts in the fall, in the summer, BJ would take those workouts back home, and KK would struggle with those workouts, would complain <laughs> to BJ about the workouts, and BJ would come home, yeah, KK couldn't handle the workout again yesterday. So I'm just telling you that to give her a little bit of motivation. Of because, course. Because uh, you know, she's, she's a really good player, and she's only going to get better. Good stuff. Uh, Coach, you mentioned you were hired in the spring. Obviously, you teach math there at the school. Uh, you mentioned the culture there at St. X and just uh, the pride in the program. And just tell me about, you know, what What's it been like to get acclimated with uh, with this school and the school community, and uh, how has everybody embraced the, the basketball program? Well, uh, you know, when you're on the outside looking in, you don't know what it's like. I went to a Catholic high school myself, and I was very excited to get back into a Catholic high school. And, you know, I'm being honest when I tell you it's better than I thought it would be. You know, our, our mission is men for others, and uh, – I can't tell you how many times uh, kids hold the door for teachers and things of that nature. Uh, the the academics are very rigorous, uh, but it's a great place to teach. Uh, you know, I, and I think the athletic programs are very much that way too. Every everybody's pulling for each other. Everybody's working for each other. And I think the one thing you know, I've always taught humility and servanthood in any program I've been. It's the top of our core concept, so it kind of matches that you know, the culture of men for others. So it's been, a, it's been a really, really good fit. Great coach. We'll really appreciate your time and insight. St. Xavier coach, Mike Noska, best of luck to the Bombers going forward. Thanks, Mike. And enjoy the rest of your basketball season. I know you're busy too. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. And again, I want to thank St. Xavier coach Mike Noska for joining me and talking about the Bombers and their eight game winning streak. A lot of good things happening there on North Bend Road for the St. X basketball team but I want to welcome in now Hughes boys basketball coach Brian Wyant he's in his 12th year with the Big Red and uh, Brian thanks for uh, coming down here in the studio and and talking about your team how are you doing this week? Oh doing really good just getting back from Florida so excited to be back and appreciative to be on the show and and for all the great things you do for Cincinnati sports. Thank you coach I really appreciate it let's talk about that uh, Palm Beach Central tournament Uh, you told me it was 85 degrees down there (laughs) life is good right Uh, uh, outstanding performance by your team runner up in that tournament and uh, uh, tell me your 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 biggest takeaway from uh, what you uh, got from that tournament. Well, I mean, this is the fourth straight year we've been to Florida, and you know we've we've had an unbelievable record coming back. Uh, we've won three of those or uh, two of those tournaments, and finished runner up last year and runner up this year. But uh, the, the team chemistry, the bonding that that gets to occur when we when we go to Florida um, is just something that that we want to be a part of, and you know 
to get a to get away from the gray and the cold and, and get a little bit of the sunshine every day. So probably the biggest takeaway is just the ability to be with those guys every single day and spend a lot of time with them on and off the court and just just grow our relationships and help us get better for the second half of the season. You mentioned it's the fourth straight year that uh, your team was down there. I know there's some uh, history there. Uh, another coach, uh, you have a, a connection there. There, Can you explain that? Yeah, yeah. So my college basketball coach, Jason Pittman, uh, he was actually an assistant at Mount Vernon when I played there in the, a long, long time ago. But um, he's uh, been down in Palm Beach County now for 13 years. This is his sixth year uh, at at Palm Beach Central, and and he was adamant about getting us down the last few years, so we were able to make it happen this year. So it was just a great opportunity for me to uh, be with Coach and and you know see his program and and how they're doing, and also get him a chance to meet our guys and see how we're doing. And it, it's great to get um, you know quality advice after every single game, win or loss, and and you know. Hopefully, I, I took a couple of things that will help us here in January. Yeah, a lot of area teams will tend to, you know, take a holiday break and go to Florida or the Carolinas or something um, just to, you know, to, like you said, just to kind of get away from the gray skies. But uh, have you noticed now after participating in this tournament for four years, a, a big difference between Florida basketball and Ohio basketball and the styles? Uh, I think the biggest thing I see is is Florida has a ton of athletes and, and they have a ton of... Uh, you know, great players, and it, it really gives you a great appreciation for Cincinnati basketball. I think the the coaching, the attention to the detail, the X's and O's, and in at least uh, this part of Ohio is just unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I, I think we tend to fare well down there. Um, you know, because every day you have to you have to be on your stuff here in Cincinnati. So, um, you know, they they definitely have superior athletes, I think, than we do in this area. But um, you know, I think the coaching here. Uh, pound for pound is 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 slightly ahead of, of where they're at it's interesting uh big red seven and three right now uh, you play host to aiken a nine and one falcons team obviously friday night in a c-max showdown so uh we'll talk a little bit about getting into conference play here in a little bit but uh, obviously two wins there in that palm beach central tournament uh Junior guard Cameron McKenzie, 32 points uh, in that final and made the all-tournament team. Senior guard Keontae Thomas, 24 points, and Jay Sean uh, Martin with 10 points. Uh, tell me just a little bit about some of those guys and uh, how they performed during that tournament. Well, I think Cameron McKenzie's taking that next step. You know, he's a kid, kind of fits the same mold as Giovanni, DJ, Corey Long, where, you know, a lot of people are, are they Division Two, are they Division One, And he's just taking that next step. He, and he's he's leading um, not just on the basketball floor, but off the basketball floor as well. I was impressed with how he helped lead our guys uh, this past week. But, you know, I think he'd take the, he took that next step in terms of leadership with our guys. And, you know, he, he was scoring in the 30s, but he, he was also doing it efficiently which is which is something that we that we preach upon so uh you know we're just really excited for the way he's playing and then Keontae Thomas you know he started out the year on fire and then you know as we transitioned a little bit of what we wanted to do offensively he got more into a facilitator role and um he picked it back up there at the end in Florida so that was big for us and then we have a sophomore Jay Sean Martin who you know in the semifinal he had 25 points so um you know he's starting to come around a little bit and another guy that will be able to help us you know as we get ready for the Tournament. Talked about Cameron and his development. Uh, he's averaging, you know, 22 points a game, over 22 points a game, seven, almost seven and a half rebounds. I mean, can you give me an example of, you know, off the court that leadership and what you've seen from him? 
Well, I, I think the first thing is just, you know, he gets it done in the classroom. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is, is he's a, he's a 3.0 plus student. So, you know, he's, he's always um, making sure he's the first to study table, making sure the other guys are, are getting their work done as well. And then, you know, off the floor, I, I think, you know, in terms of like, you know, when you're out of town, you got to make sure you're adhering to curfew. You have to sure. make sure that, you know, people are at, you know, in the lobby, ready to go to lunch at those kind of times. And, and even like on the floor, making sure everybody is ready to play at a championship level. When you, when you play the schedule that we play, uh, you can't really afford to have an off night. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that leadership piece and, you know, he's really stepping up, opening his mouth and, and making sure guys are ready to compete at whatever it is we do. We try to win the day and, and win every segment. Love uh, your Twitter feed and, and just the, uh, obviously seeing a lot of photos of sunny skies and the beaches, that helps too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, really interesting you know, seeing you sit down with your players on the beach there and uh, it seemed like, you know, you can have some really good conversations, maybe about basketball, but maybe something beyond basketball. Can you kind of give us some insight about that? Yeah, I mean, a couple things. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm a faith-based person, so, you know, it, it's always important to me to, to let them know that uh, there are things important in life other than basketball. So we, we, we talked to them them about those things. And then, you know, just, uh, you know, the importance of being a man, you know, we, I talked to them about, um, you know, it's, it's very important for all of them to be able to raise their children. And, you know, we've actually, you know, since I've been there such a long time, a, a lot of my former players are, are, are taking care of their kids. And that, that, that's an important thing for me, um, you know, about uh, the, the importance of being a good father. And so, you know, we just try to talk to them about a lot of things other than basketball and that, you know, I have, I have a senior heavy team and they're getting ready to be men and they have to make decisions um, that are going to set up their future positive. You know, one of the things we kept saying to them and the other assistants as well is we want you to be positive, productive members of society. And that's it. And, you know, we want them to use the basketball to help further, um, you know, their their life. And, and you know, I've just been in uh a, a role model of that. I use the basketball to help me get a teaching degree and, and it, and it pays the bills for me teaching at Hughes. So, you know, I, I told him at least be something like me, you know what I mean? I, w I want you to be better. I want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is uh, that, that you dream to be, but you know, definitely you put so much time into the ball. We want you to definitely utilize the ball, whether they're good enough to play in college or whether it's through their academics um, to, to get something that can set up their families to be successful from here on out. I'm speaking with Hughes boys basketball coach Brian Wyant here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast discussing the recent uh, holiday tournament uh, in Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, very successful uh, endeavor for the Big Red. But uh, what, what's the reception, uh, you know, when you, you mention uh, the faith-based conversation and, and, you know, being a man and, and being a role model and, and all those virtues that, you know, you'd like to see your players uh, receive openly. Um, you know, you're away from Cincinnati. You're away from uh, the, the familiar surroundings of a lot of these players and coaches as well. Um, uh, how does that, how unique is that to have that, you know, conversation on a beach where, you know, you're far away from everything from home and, and to, to receive that message, um, you know, what's the type of reaction you get from uh, some of those players? Well, I, I think it was eye opening, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know, in terms of faith bases, it's it's easier to have that conversation when the when the when the ocean is is rolling and sure. it just happens to stop at a certain spot. So, you know, from a faith based perspective, it was it was a good opportunity because of the the location that we were at. But in terms of the kids and receiving it, um, you know, we we we. 
we have a lot of great parents. We have a lot of great parents who are, are doing a great job with their kids, but unfortunately, we have we have some who um, you know need some some more direction. And you know, I, I think it was received really really well. You know, we we talked to them as a staff, but uh, the reflections from the kids were powerful as well. And uh, some of the um, situations that the that the boys are going through. Um, not to get too specific, but we had a had a boy who who has had a parent killed recently, and his reaction to the stuff we were bringing to them gave great perspective for the rest of our players. So sometimes um, their perspectives of life are more powerful than what we're, you know, bringing as coaches. So I, I, I think it was very powerful, um, you know, on both sides for us to, to give them perspectives of, of what we expect from them, you know, outside of the court. But it was also great for us to learn from them as well. So I, I think everybody received it really, really well. And, and hopefully uh, we just continue to grow on and off the court from it. That was my next question to you as a head coach. And I've heard this from a lot of coaches in a lot of different sports and it doesn't matter, you know, male or female or what season it is, but each head coach will inevitably tell me they learned something from that squad. It's a new journey, new chapter every year. I know that's cliche to say, but still, uh, after four years of going to this tournament, is there something that you maybe you, when you come back home to Cincinnati and, you know, it's the new year and everything like that. I mean, do you, do you bring something home to your family or to yourself and maybe kind of implement what was said or what was shared on that beach? Maybe that was a private moment among the team or teammates. Um, but how do you kind of utilize that in your own life, I guess? Well, I, I think the biggest thing it took away from, from, from this year was how life, how short life is and, and how it can be um, glorious one day and be taken away from you the next day. And I think a lot of those beach conversations were about life and the, and you know how how quickly it's here and how quickly it goes away and you know I think that's something for me you know a lot of us coaches put in so much time and um, you know it's important for me you know teaching them about how to be men is to to show balance in my life as well um, to, to to be a better uh, father to be a better husband and those kind of things so I, I think if there's one big thing we took away from from this trip was to um, you know value every single moment um, whether we're together as a team or whether we're with our individual families and you know just ch just cherish it every moment because we're not guaranteed that we can be on the beach next year it would be nice but but those things are not guaranteed in life let's get back to uh, on the court here what do, what do you like the most about the way you guys are playing you mentioned some of the guys here uh, also senior forward anthony felder i know playing well um averaging 17 points 11 rebounds you got a call from a program out in arizona about him showing some interest uh tell me about uh what you like about the nucleus of this group right now well i think the biggest thing is they're bought into what the staff is trying to trying to uh you know teach them every single day and you know we've actually gone through a transition where we were playing a certain way through the first four games and then we you know decided to change things up a little bit and we played a little different through the next four games after that so I just think the uh, uh you know the the, the, the kids are really bought into what we're trying to teach. There's there's no fight back as to what we're teaching. And, you know, I, I think that we have an opportunity to be really, really good. We keep talk, t talking to them about we have the opportunity to be really, really good. And um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes as we continue on through the season. How do you view just the city in general this year? I mean, obviously, you got some very good teams. We kind of know it uh, doesn't matter what division, really. I mean, there, there's some top talented teams here with players that uh, will be going to some college programs, obviously, in the future. But uh, what's kind of your, in the CMAC especially, I mean, a lot of hype, a lot of anticipation. 
even going back to this summer in terms of uh, the players that uh, are on each of these teams and, and, and the team success as well early on. You could see it in the records. I mean, how do you kind of view the city as a whole right now? Well, it's tough because, like, you look at your schedule and you're like, where can I get an easy win? And, like, <laughs> good <laughs> even, luck with that, Chris. Even in the CMAC, you, there's nowhere to get a win these days. So, you know, I, I'm excited for the, for the, for the city. I'm excited for, you know, our league. I mean, from top to bottom, it's really, really strong. But, you know, the GCL, I was looking, the GCL is strong. 32 again. and 6 right Man, now. Man, yeah. they're just, they're getting it done. So I'm happy for all those guys over there. But, you know, the GMC's getting it done. You know, like everybody's really getting it done right now. And I and I think that's why, uh, you know, Cincinnati basketball is so exciting. You know, if, if, if you haven't been out to a CMAC game, those games are unbelievable. You know, and, you know, the, the, the rivalries that are that are brewing right now are, are unbelievable. So I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited, you know, at a chance uh, to, to get to play those GCL schools and excited for the tournament. The tournament is always electric. So I, I'm just I feel like I'm blessed to be a part of Cincinnati basketball right now. I could just, I can hear it in your voice. I can see it in your eyes. Just the enthusiasm that you have, even after 12 years. I mean, and, and you don't back down from anybody in your schedule. You just mentioned that. Uh, I mean, how much pride do you take into that? We'll get, we're going to get into uh, the, turn, the the event you're going to be playing in here at Middletown here in a couple of weeks. But uh, um, why is it so important to challenge your team with a, with a demanding regular season schedule? You know what's interesting? There's There's been two state champions in Cincinnati public you know what I mean and like the 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 goal is is to get Hughes to the pinnacle you know what I mean and and you know I think early on we were trying to find some wins and and playing certain programs so we could find some wins and then you got to the tournament and you got embarrassed and you know early on we were division one so um you know I remember getting buzzed all by Lakota East by like 60 and and that kind of thing but um you know, I think right now the the goal is to play the best as often as we can. Because then, typically, when we get to the tournament, there's not a fear factor. Maybe I didn't coach my best game, or or maybe we weren't tough enough, or maybe we didn't execute. But there's no fear factor there. So, you know, you know the the challenge of the CMAC is always you know great for us. But outside of that, we're looking to find the best of the best. And you know, we got got Moeller on the schedule again, and we got some other top teams. And we we typically try to find the top teams in Division Two to play and and some of the better Division One teams, but we're always in search. And I, you know, I think it's maybe a little pride thing for me. I just I want to compare how well I can do against the best of the best. So, you know, that's kind of the motto. We 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 want to challenge ourselves and see if we can get to that level that everybody else is at. I mean, if you. You know, if you look at some of the schools here in Cincinnati who've had such, you know, great success, I mean, why would you not want to try to, you know, replicate, you know, what they're trying to do? I don't want to skip ahead, obviously, because you got a big showdown Friday night with Aiken, but you host Woodward January 17th. And then, as you mentioned, you play Moeller in the Midwest King Classic January 19th at Middletown High School, 8.15 p.m. game on that Sunday. Um, when the tournament officials or the event organizers organizers got this together i mean uh first of all i guess how did they contact you uh and did they say hey you're gonna play molar or did they give you a choice or how does that work out when you have uh an event like this uh that wants to get hughes in, into uh into the fold yeah typically you know you're just trying to find the best tournaments and and we were we were in it last year and then something happened and the game got canceled. I think the weather or whatever, whatnot, but you know, they asked us to come back. We were, we were like, yeah. And then, you know, we get it. You just get a call, you get a call here. Here's who you got. And you know, I just like, I think it's a great opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, 
who's the last team in Cincinnati to be Moeller? You know what I mean? Like, why would you not want that opportunity? So, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that we're we're there, we're on that level, but you know, it, you know, we we just want the opportunity to see if we can go out there and compete, and and you know, who knows? You lay it out there on the line, and you know, last year we were excited, and they beat us by like fifty, but you know, it doesn't stop what what we're trying to do, and we feel like you know, at some point we're going to achieve some of our goals. What is it like the discussion among your players when it comes to that challenge where they say, obviously, they're going to look at it like, hey, we want to get after it. We can compete with these guys. We can compete with anybody. I'm sure that's how you instill to your players every time you hit the court. I mean, is that something that they embrace every time when it's a difficult uh, opponent like that? Yeah. the, The weird thing is, is that we actually struggle when it's not a headliner game. You know, when there's a headliner game, our guys typically rise to the challenge. And that doesn't mean we, we win or we, we always play well, but you don't have to, to use the extra motivation to get them going. So, you know, I think when they when the schedule came out, those guys were excited to prove themselves. And also, you know, we talk to them all the time too. It, it, it's opportunity because when you're playing those other schools and the eyes are out there watching and it typically draws college coaches. So, um, you know, for, for us sometimes... Um, you know, we, we, we got some kids that need that opportunity, that need that that attention. So, um, you know, um, we're, we're just excited to have those opportunities to play those games. Let's look ahead just to Friday night real quick before I get to uh, some of the players that uh, have come through the Hughes program that are in college programs now. But uh, Aiken, 9-1, and one, Coach Ty Castle always does a fantastic job there. A uh, program that's, you know, they, they may fly under the radar a little bit, but uh, they don't fly under the radar when it comes to the CMAC because you know what you're getting into. I mean, what do you expect on Friday night? Oh, man, it's going to be uh, – I expect a sellout. I expect an all-out battle. Um, I expect, um, you know, those guys, we, we had a chance to uh, – own the C-Mac last year by ourselves. And, and those guys uh, not only beat us, but beat us really good uh, to, to, to share the title. So, you know, our guys are, are extremely excited about that opportunity. Um, you, you know, maybe in some circles, people think Aiken flies under the radar, but I think they're ranked like sixth in the state. Yeah, so that's not flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah. So our guys are, are well aware of that. And they have some, some great players listed there. And I think Cass is one of the most underrated coaches in the city. I mean, he does a fantastic job. He hasn't been there um, as a head coach too long, but it didn't take him long to get that thing turned around. So, you know, I'm excited. He's, he's, a, he's a big X and O guy. I'm a big X and O guy. So, you know, I'm excited for that that opportunity to, to see whose uh, strategy works a little bit better. But, you know, I like I said, the CMAC games are unbelievable. Fr- Friday night's going to be unbelievable. I know both programs are looking forward to that opportunity. Not only the players, but it goes back to that Ohio coaching, doesn't it, Coach? Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's good yes, stuff. It, does. <laughs> it really is. But let's talk about some of the players. I mean, you've had consistent success, obviously, uh, here at Hughes. But uh, Giovanni Santiago at Kent State, uh, DJ Bruton at Alcorn State, Corey Long at Southern New Hampshire. Talk about some of those guys and how they're doing right now. Well, um, you know, Giovanni, uh, you know, just an unbelievable kid, unbelievable player, you know, spent last year at, at Hargrave Military, but he's at Kent State, and those coaches call me and rave all the time about, you know, how great that kid's going to be, and, you know, we, we, we had a chance to take the program to watch him play Wright State, and, you know, he, he actually didn't even have a great game, but his leadership and, you know, his positivity on the bench, and then, like, two games later, he was starting, um, and it was a great story to tell our kids 
kids, like, look, you know, it may, it may not always bounce your way, but just keep a great attitude. So we're, we're excited for him. I think they're nine and two or 10 and two right now. They're in, they're in the, in first place early on there in the Mac, but, um, you know, he's doing a really good job. And then DJ Bruton, I, I don't know if a lot of people know because Alcorn State's down there in Mississippi, but he's playing unbelievable right now. He was player of the week last week. He had a uh, 16 or 15 point game. Um, he played really well against DePaul early on. And I think he's going to be a star there. I think a lot of people missed out. And, um, you know, I think that kid's going to absolutely shine there at, at Alcorn State. And then, you know, Corey Long spent a couple years at, at Stony Brook and now he's at Southern New Hampshire. And I think that program won like eight games the last couple years and they're off to a great start. And he's having a phenomenal season. So, you know, it's great to see those guys. We also have Darrell Dominic at Pikeville. I think they're ranked third in the country in wow. NAI Division One. So, you know, and then we have a couple guys at Juco, Sean Hawkins at, at Columbus State, and they're, they're having a good year as well. So we, we got quite a few guys that are out there right now getting it done. Um, you know, in terms of our program, we're just really excited that those guys have, have taken the next step. I think the exciting part for me is they're moving closer to those degrees uh, where sure. they can answer some of those uh, questions we talked about earlier. Obviously, we had Angel Rivera. He just graduated uh, from Stetson after having an unbelievable career there, all-time assist leader. Um, so, you know, we're really excited about the direction of the program. We're excited that these guys have role models to look up to. I think the the, the best thing about Hughes is that all the kids come back. You know, all the kids come back and they're they're at the games or they're they're at, at summer open gyms and, and they're help helping these guys get to that next level. When you see those guys, I mean, does it seem like just yesterday they were playing in your program or does it go by really fast or does it make you feel old? Is it all the above? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. You're like, you see Giovanni and you're like, man, he was just playing for me and now he's <laughs> now he's here at, at Kent State and then seeing some of the older guys like Angel and some of those guys is... is that that gets a little troubling because now he's you know married and, and and starting his family and you know I have several coaches on my staff who played for me and their kids are now in like the third and fourth grade so you know and then everybody reminds me of all the gray hairs <laughs> that I have so you know it, it's good and bad good stuff well hey Hughes coach Brian Wyant I really appreciate your time thanks for coming down to the studio and uh, always like talking to big red basketball good uh, luck to you guys yeah I appreciate you guys having me Again, want to thank Hughes boys basketball coach Brian Wyant for joining the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Big showdown Friday night against Aiken. And uh, we want to also thank uh, St. Xavier coach Mike Noska for joining us earlier in this episode as well. That's all we have for you today. We'll talk to you next week.